0: They have gave their lives to the Lord, and they're not perfect. They're just forgiven. Amen? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Family members think when you get baptized, you're supposed to come out perfect. <laughs> you know, they very quickly find out that's not true. Amen? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, I don't think Pastor Edwin for long to preach behind this pulpit right here. Um, you know, when you're able to minister in any way, usher, put the bullets together, sound. A lot of people do a lot of work. That you don't see them doing so that this can take place. It's a privilege to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. It's, it's a privilege, you know? And so I don't take it for granted, and I'm grateful for the team that we have here. And not only here, but, you know, in Staten Island and, and in Baltimore and in California and now even in Texas, you know what I mean? They have recovery house of worships all over the place now. And, um, so we thank God for what God's doing in the recovery house of worship. Amen. Get on the cop offering. For those who don't know, I'm Pastor Raymond Ramos, amen. Um, I'm a church planter. I'm, your, I'm one of the associate pastors here. And um, I, I get questioned all over the place. I go all over the world. I just came back from Seattle. I'll be in London in a couple of weeks. Um, I was in Texas. I was in California. You know, I travel uh, a lot of different places sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. You know, um, I don't know. I can't answer every biblical question everybody has. But what I can't answer is that I was a dirty, filthy drug addict. I was blind, but now I see. And, and I got a touch from the master's hand. His name is Jesus Christ. And I've never been the same again. That, you know, that's my testimony. I, I don't got no claim to fame of my own. My claim to fame is that I was down and out. I was, I was uh, not good for a bad example. Right? Okay. Some of you are with me, amen? That's good. And the Lord touched my life. And so I get questions all over the world. I get questions, Facebook, email, text. I get questions all over the world. You know, people all over really want to live the abundant life. You know, there's people all over the world. Through our recovery house of worship, outside of recovery. There's people looking. I want to live the abundant life. I see, I got a friend who's a Christian. Or I see you or my uncle or my grandma. I've seen Christians who live the abundant life. All Christians are not phony, baloney Christians. Not all Christians are hypocrites. Not all Christians are saints on Sunday and ain'ts on Monday. You know what I mean? There, there, there's some Christians who are really doing this thing. They're really doing this thing. And, uh, and I was going to bring up Claudio, and we are, I don't have time, and, but Claudio is one of the brothers who's really doing this thing. Amen? John Sinek is here. He's really doing this thing. There's people, I don't know with Petro where he's at, but he's really doing There's people that are really, they're not just talking about it, they're being about it. And I get this question all the time, how can I live this abundant life that's found in Jesus Christ? Because in John 10:10 10, 10, it says very clearly, the thief comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. But Jesus came to give life, and not just any life, the abundant life. So, so I don't know if you have that question. I don't know if you've thought about it. I don't, but I want to present to you that I have a way. The Bible describes a recipe how you can live the abundant life. And we give it to you in many different forms. And, and some people sing it. Some people give the spoken word. Some people rap it. Pastor Edwin really eloquently preaches it. And today I, I want to try to show you in my flavor. You know, it's all ice cream. It's my flavor now. You know what I mean? Ha. How, how I can give you a recipe out of God's Word, how you can leave. Now listen, some of this stuff is real hard. You know what I mean? It, it, it's like it, it, you get into, into this walk with God, what you're willing to put in. And many times, what you're willing to let go of. Yeah. All right? And so, but I want to share. So some of the stuff I'm going to say is going to be hard. It's going to be overwhelming. It's going to be a, too much for you right now. So I want to encourage you from the beginning, from the from jump street. If it's too much for you right now, just easy does it, Relax. You know, be where you at. You can't be where Pastor Edwin is at. You can't be where, where, where Sister Liz is at. You know, you got to be where you at and allow God to take you where he wants you to go. But just know that what I'm showing to you is stuff that's kitchen tested, doctor approved, Holy Ghost proven. You know what I'm trying to say to you? And, and so I want to share with you a, a couple of principles. And, and basically it's one principle. I'm going to give you five examples. All right. The principle is putting God first. That's the principle I want to put in God first. All right. In the bottom of your of your of your handouts, the principle is there. That's why I want to and it's real simple. Any, and if you don't have a handout, you can raise your hand and John will hit you off. Alright? Okay. Anywhere, any area, any aspect of your life that you want to be blessed in, I don't know if you think about an area of your life that you want to be blessed in right now. Think about it. You know, when I was coming to church, I was broke. You know, I I you know, it was bad. And I need to be blessed financially, right? That's one of the areas I'm going to talk to you about. But I also need to be blessed in in my relationship. I need to, you know, my health. There's different things that I need God to bless. And so think about, this is the principle I'm going to preach to you today. This is very simple. Like Pastor Edwin, I got nothing under my sleeves. Amen. (laughs) Right? The principle is this. Any area that you want to be blessed in, are you ready? Put God first. That's deep right there. All right? Any area, any whatever in your children's life, any area you want to be blessed in, the principle is put God first. Are you with me? Okay. The scripture you got, Matthew 6, 25, 33. That, that's my foundational scripture. We're going to read it. I, I'll read it to you. You can read it along with me, but I'll read it to you. Amen? It says this. And, and in this church, in this church, we have a uh, tradition. Amen? Right? Come on now. Act like you know. I got to stand for 45 minutes. <laughs> all right? So some of y'all are going to chill and sit down and look all cute. You know what I mean? We're reading the word of God, and we want to honor it. Amen? So Matthew six twenty-five to 33 says this. I'm going to read it to you. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body. What you will wear. Is not life more important than food? And the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. Amen. Praise the Lord. In verse 33, there's a conditional promise. Somebody say conditional. Conditional. There's a conditional promise. What that means is that there's there's promises in the Bible that are contingent upon, upon your participation. There's promises in the Bible... That if you do your part, you don't got to worry about God doing his part. God is faithful. All right? There's, a, there's, there's promise. Somebody say promises. promises. All right, somebody say conditional. conditional. Okay. There's promises in the Bible that are conditional. It's very simple here. Don't worry about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, where you're going to sleep. God will take care of all your needs if and when. You put the kingdom of God first, right? That's the God says this. I got you. The lilies of the air, the lilies of the field, the birds of the, in the air. I got them. More so, I got you. You're more valuable to me than they are. And even the pagans have needed this. And I know I got all you got to do in this scripture, Matthew 6:30, is put God first. Put the kingdom of God and His righteousness first. There's a kingdom, right? And there's a king. We serve the king. We live live in the kingdom, we serve in the kingdom, but we serve and live for the king. Amen? And so the principle is very simple, especially if you're struggling in one of these areas right now. If you put the kingdom of God first, if you put the king first, if you put his righteousness first, if you put his glory first, if you put his honor first, if you put him first, no demon in hell can rob you of what he has for you. If you put him first. If you got to put him first. So, that's the principle. If you learn, now this is very, it's not, this is easily spoken and taught and sang. It's hard to live. Because here's the problem with us, right? You're going to know this word. A lot of you know We are self-obsessed. We are obsessed with self. Forget crack. Forget alcohol. Forget money. Forget power. We are obsessed with self. The greatest idol that we worship is the one that looks back at us in the mirror. Are you are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So so to to put God first means that we have to put ourselves behind that somewhere behind that. We want to go first. We we are you with me? Okay. So now if you learn to put the kingdom of God first, if you learn to put God first, if you learn to put honor God first, it's, it's put your side your feelings aside, put how you think aside, put what you want aside, put what you thought should happen aside. If you put God First, you're going to be blessed like you never imagined possible. You're going to, listen, this is a very powerful principle. Anybody know what the, I can't, I can't even do no participation. I'll get Edward nervous, amen. I, 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 all right. But, but, but does anybody, Claudia, do you know what the great commandment is? Tell me what it is, Poppy. Love God. All your heart, all your soul. Or your mind, right? Love God. Put God first. And then, of course, treat your neighbor as you want to be treated. But love God with all your heart, your mind. is Love God. Put God first. That's the great commandment. All the commandments in the Bible add up to one of these things. You know what that commandment is? Put God first. Put God first. So, so I want to go through this with you, amen? I want to go this with you in a timely manner. And I want to preach here next year sometime, amen? All right? So I want to go to a timely manner. And so here's what we're doing, all right? I want to break down the word first to you, all right? I'm going to give you five, F-I-R-S-T, real simple, or maybe you remember the sermon. I want you to put God, listen to me, beloved. When we put ourselves first, it doesn't work. If, if anybody in recovery, this is the recovery house of worship, right? And, and if, you're, if, you, if you think you're not in recovery, trust me, you're in recovery, all right? Since so Genesis chapter 3, everybody's in recovery, all right? In Genesis chapter 3, the disease was born, okay? This disease we call the flesh in the church. All right? The old man, the sinful nature. All right? And we all, the, 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 in Galatians five seventeen it says that the that the, that the flesh is one against the spirit. And the spirit wars against the flesh. And we got this battle going on. Amen? Okay, so now, if you learn to put God first, there's a third step. There's an 11th step for those in recovery. Where we learn, the 11th step has a very powerful word that says only in it. Right? Where we do God's will only. All right? So I want to show you, if you can... Thank you, baby. That's my wife, beautiful Valerie. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. I, I go when I travel the world, right? This is a commercial break real quick. All right. <laughs> I try, when I travel the world, I, when I go to meetings, when I go to meetings, I don't I can't say Jesus Christ in the meetings, right? But I talk about my God who's loving, caring, and forgiving, all this wonderful. And I say, My God, my God, my God loves me so much that he blinded a beautiful woman long enough to marry me. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> I, I, tell, I, tell, I, tell, I tell everybody, they, that's a famous line from Raymond spiritual Raymond CDs. Amen? <laughs> he blinded a beautiful I was blessed. All right. Anyway, back to first. The F in first stands for finances. All right? Finance. You will put that right. Finance. We're going to go to the heart of the matter here. All right? The Bible says where your treasures are, there your heart shall be. All right? finances, right? Here's a big deal. It's funny, right? When people come to church, they say, oh, the church, they just want our money. They want your money. And I know Pastor did a great job on stewardship. I'm not going to do as good a job as he did. Some people can get offended. It's okay. The Holy Spirit is going to heal your heart. You know. All right? But, but when it comes to finances, right, when people come to church they say, the church, all they want is your money. You go to church, or they want is your money, right? They never say, you're going to the mall, all they want is your money. Right? They never say that. They never say, you're going to the mall." All they want is your money. You know, it's crazy. You go to church, all they want is your money, right? And so, so, no, the church don't want your money. The church don't want your money, right? There's a spiritual principle, right, in the Bible, and let's say, let's call it, let's call one of them gratitude. Let's call it gratitude. If you're like, if you come from where I come from, I come from a place where uh, I was unemployable. I was among the living dead. I was a zombie on the street. I was a puppet on the string for the devil. And so not everybody comes from that lifestyle, I understand. But I came from that, I was, I was in jail. You know, my mother, all that stuff. I got that I got the drug addict story. Okay? And so now I get saved. And now I get a job. And now I get a promotion. And I got my GED. You know what the GED is? Good enough diploma. Right? I got a GED. Right? And I, I got myself a couple of college credits. And I, now I'm getting... And now the, 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 the giver of the gifts... Has g- Tell me out of gratitude, out of maturity. N- don't give me to get more. That's greed. That's carnality. Give me because you already have received from me. Right? Don't, don't give to get. Give because you already got. And so there's a scripture and what I call a Mexican in the Bible, Malachi. Right? Malachi. Malachi. <laughs> Pastor Edwin would call him Malachi. All right? Okay, all right, but, but in Malachi chapter 3, all right, I gotta, I'm, my, Mexican, my niece is Mexican, I got to big up my Mexican people, amen, all right, so in, in Malachi, in Malachi chapter 3, it says, there's a powerful scripture there, you don't got it, I want to read it to you, it says this, verse 8, will a man rob God, yet you rob me, but you ask, how do we rob you? In tithes and offerings, you are under a curse. The whole nation of you, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see why I open the floodgates of heaven and pour out such so many blessings that you will not have room enough for them. I will pre- I will prevent. Listen, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not cast their fruit. Says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be the life of says the Lord Almighty. Now listen, there's a principle there. It says, first, make sure there's food in God's storehouse. Bring the first fruits of God, uh, bring the first fruits to God's storehouse. And God says, test me in this. See if I can open, open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that you won't know what to do with those. You have so much blessings, you don't know what to do. They, 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 they won't even call you Ray G no more. They'll call you blessed. All right? You'll be so blessed that that the people will see because you put God first. That God will bless you in such a way. And now so people say, oh, but tithing, you know, legalism, religiosity. Oh, the tithing is in the Old Testament. Tithing is a heart issue. Tithing is a heart issue. Let me just show you very quickly. When I came to church, I wasn't a tither. So I understand. I'm feeling you. I'm trying. I understand. Ah, you don't want me to wear new Jordans with your money. I, I understand the concept. I understand that you don't want to be driving a Cadillac with your mom. I understand. We don't come from church. We came in like everybody else. You know, the last thing that got delivered was Pastor Edwin's wallet. Okay? Right? right? That's the last thing I got delivered. If if you know me, the last thing that's looking to get delivered is my left foot. Okay? You can catch up to that one later. All right. All right. All right. But now what I'm saying to you is that there's a principle here. If you bring the first fruits to the store, listen to me, beloved. Let's say that I never see you again and you don't like my sermon and you never come back and you go to another church, all right? Which I hope that doesn't happen. But if it does, praise the Lord, okay? <laughs> if you give your first fruits to God, when, you, when the basket goes around, imagine that basket gets zapped to heaven. Imagine, just imagine, just, you know, you imagine a lot of other stuff. You should have a hard time imagining that. Okay? When you put the money in the back, it goes to God. All right? If, if, if the people of this church, the leadership, choose to use the money and be bad stewards and ill gain, and may God deal with them ever so firmly. Because that's God's money. It's not the church's money. It's not the pastor's money. It's not, the money that belongs belong to recovery. It belongs to God. And he preached about that a couple of weeks ago. So now here's the principle. If you put the first fruits before, and it took me time, it took me time. And I got testimony, I got testimony. My wife could tell you, I got powerful testimony in my own life how God blessed us abundantly when we started putting the first fruits, bringing them to the storehouse. First fruits. Now here's it, check it out. Now tithing is very simple. And imagine this, imagine... Richie, if I say, give me $20, Richie, give me $20, and you give me $20, and I give you $2, right? I don't think you're going to be too happy about that exchange. I don't think you're going to be too happy about like, that exchange, all right? You give me 20 I give you 2 that doesn't feel like a very fair exchange. God could have said, give me 80 give me 90 God could, you know, God could have said, "Yo, please he say here, give me 10%. Now, listen, out of gratitude and maturity to me, I give you $100, give me $10. And the Bible says very, very clearly, if you're faithful with the little, he'll bless you with the much. All right? So now people have a problem talking about money. I don't got a problem talking about money. This church, these people up front right here, not that we do this whole thing, but these guys right here have paid a high price. They paid a high price. They've given, they devoted themselves to the the ministry. They've given to the ministry thousands and thousands of unspoken of. You know, they're probably even getting. But they have been. This ministry is built on people who sacrifice, who give everything they got to the Lord. I'm not embarrassed to say, listen, if you want to be blessed, if you want to know when to live the abundant life, if you want the floodgates of heaven to open up, bring the first fruits to the storehouse. God says, test me in this. Check it out. I got to get out of here because I get stuck here. I, this is a, this is a very important point because think about it. Think about it, right? I know I'm on camera. Please forgive me, but let's say we got 200 people here. I, I know there's people in the back today, but we just got 200 people, right? If you are blessed, guess what you can do with your blessings? You're going to bring the, the first fruits of your blessings to the storehouse of God. Then instead of feeding 400 people on Saturday, we could feed 800, 800 people. Instead of having 10 men disciples upstairs, we can have 20 men disciples. Instead of, are, are you with me? The, the, the more you're blessed, the more the first fruits comes to the source of God, the more we bless the community, the more the prostitute is blessed, the more the drug addict is blessed, the more the lion King is blessed, the more the blood is blessed. I, I don't know if you're getting this. And so, so, but think, search your heart. I had a problem with tithing. I had a, I had a problem with it. I don't, I don't like to, I don't, you know, don't tell me to do, Mom, my work hard. I, I understand you, but I want you to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. God will expand and do far greater than you can imagine with 90% of what you got than you doing with 100% of what you got. I'm telling you, this is, listen, I, I, all right. Let me, let me, can I say a funny story so I can move on? Because y'all looking at me funny, some of y'all. I don't want your money. I don't want your money. I don't want your money. I need you to... Listen, and God don't need your money. You need to be grateful and faithful where God has blessed you if you want to be blessed. The latter part of this thing is that he won't let the, the, won't let the pests and he won't let your vineyards drop their fruit. He, listen, the last part is this. There's many people that work hard and they got three jobs and, they get, and they, 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 they're driven and they do everything they got, but the, their fruit drops to the ground. The pests eat at their vines. You know, they, they're always struggling. You, let me tell you a funny story and then I'll move to the next point because some of y'all, listen, search your heart. Search your heart. And, and Pastor, know, so don't give 10% out of legalism. Give 9%. Give 12%. Give, work your, give $20 a week until you get, you know, do whatever you can. Search the, say, God, I'm doing this for you. Not because no boar headed pastor came up there yelling and sweating, talking no stuff. Right? He's thinking he's all that in a bag of chips. No. Right? I'm going to give. I'm going to give to you because you gave it to me. I'm going to give to you because you died on the cross for me. I'm going to give to you because all good things come from above. That's why I'm going to give to you. All right, so let me tell you a funny story. This is not in this church, of course. All right, not in this church, but in another church, right? This guy goes on a business trip, and he's with his other business partners, and the plane crashes, and they're like, you know, they're like the Gilligan's Island They're stranded on an island, right? And, and one guy's bugging out, all right? He's saying, we're going to die. We're going to die. Oh, my God. We're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. And the other guy's chilling. You know, he's whistling. He's singing something, you know, I worship you, Lord. Right? And, and the guy's like, we're going to die. We're gonna, oh, my God, we're stranded. We're going to die. Oh, my God. We're... The guy's saying, I lift your name on high. And, and the guy says, yo, yo, what's wrong with you? We're stranded. There's no food. We got no shelter. We're going to die. The guy says, man. I'm a tithing member of my church. Right? The guy says, "What is that, what that got to do with anything? We're going to die. Oh my God, we're stranded. We got no shelter. We're going to die." And then he saying, he goes, he's saying, "Jehovah Jireh." Right? And he, and the guy says, "Oh my God, what's wrong with you? Are you crazy? We're going to die." He says, "Listen, man, I told you. I'm a tithing member of my church." My business makes over a million dollars a year. I give 10% to my church. My pastor is looking for me right now. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Come on now. Bring the first fruits to the storehouse, all right? <laughs> all right. We got to go. Okay, listen. The I is for interest, all right? The I is for interest, all right? You know what interests are, right? Sports, watching TV, hobbies, the Jets, the Giants, Yankees, Mets, swimming, getting sun, Whatever. Football, playing. We all have different interests. Work. And we got to put God first on in interest. There's a scripture there. You got what you got? Ecclesiastes, right? I'm going to read it to you real quick. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven, right? Did you say there's a time for everything and every activity? And it goes on. There's a time to kill, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to... It goes on. There's a time for everything, a time to mourn, a time to be happy. There's a time for everything, a time to dance, a time to... If you read the scripture, there's a time for everything, right? Check it out. Sunday, 11 o'clock in the morning, guess what there's a time for? This is a small congregation. <laughs> you people, you got, you got it. Listen, if you answer that question, if you're here, we come back to worship, right? And, and, and Sunday, 11 o'clock, it's church time, and you honor that, and you put that first. No laundry on Sunday, 11 o'clock. No, doing the, no do cleaning the house. Listen, many people, many people, many of my friends, not here, many of my friends have been played by the devil because they put work on Sunday. Because they do this on Sunday. Because they put stuff... If you put if, in your interest... I play baseball. I, I'm a, listen, I'm a very good softball player. I don't know if I said that to you before. All right? But, but I'm a very good softball player. I, I've been batting over 500 for many, many years. I could pitch. I play every position. I could own it. I, you know, I'm, did I tell you I'm a very, very good softball player? Alright, and, and so when I, when I was going, to, I'm just messing, when I was going to church, right, I was going to church, and I played softball Sunday mornings, and I would go to church at 5 o'clock service or 6 o'clock, every Sunday I was there, I never came alone, I always brought my friends, I always told people, yo, you got to check it out, check it out, it's, you know, and I, I, I rarely ever came to church alone, my wife could testify, I had a bunch of weirdos coming in, we, we just, you know, they knew, it. just go to the balcony, you guys go, alright, so, but I wanted to become a member of the church, I want to be a member of the church. And I, so they have membership interview and membership meeting and all this stuff. And, you know, and the guy said, so what service do you attend? I said, I'm, I'm a faithful member of the Sunday evening service. I mean, that, I'm faithful. All right? Religiously, I show up every Sunday. He said, that's good. That's good. He says, is there any reason why you don't show up to the morning service? I said, yeah, I play softball. I said, I'm, I'm nice in softball. I've got over 500. You know, I'm on six different rosters. That's he goes, oh, that's good. You're good in softball. Do you, do, do you know we have a softball team here? I said, yeah, that's good. Yeah, but I play, you know, I play in the real league, you know. I'm, you know what I mean? He goes, oh, that's good. He said, he said so you come, let me get this, You come every Sunday at 6 o'clock for evening service. R- really, yeah, faithfully, you're faithful. With son. He said, do you know that Sunday service is for the uncommitted? I was like, I beg you, I beg your pardon? I was like, what, "What are you talking about, puppy? You know what I mean?" I said, "I come every Sunday. I come. I, I'm rushing. I wait in line for an hour to get into. You know, wait, wait on line for an hour to get into church. I'm here. I bring my Bible. I wear, you know, I wear my Timberlands. You know what I mean? <laughs> I come. I give money in the basket. He goes, Yeah, but he said, but you're not committed. He said, Sundays is for the Lord.' He said." I said, I said, yo, Poppy, I come every Sunday. I said, Pastor, I come every Sunday night. What do you mean? I come here. He says, No, Sunday mornings is for the committed people, those who love God. And I, I got, I got mad. I, I said, Yo, you know, I come, and you know, the the devil, the disease for those who because the devil. My flesh. Oh, I'm spiritual. I'm not religious. i don't like nobody. You know, I, I got caught up. Once you, once God speaks to you, you can never go to not knowing no more. And so I, I fought with him. I said, oh, that's your Pharisees want me to come Sunday morning. I'm night Sunday. I, did I tell you I'm on five rosters? You know, blah." and then the Holy Spirit dealt with me. And I knew, I knew that, that I could play softball on Saturday. I could play, I play Mondays in Harlem. I play Saturdays in Staten Island. I, play, I knew that I had other days I could play softball. And God, not this, this guy, but God was asking me to come Sunday mornings. He was just using this guy. I not like his presentation either. Right, and so that so I made a commitment. Sunday mornings, I didn't play softball no more. I came to church. I came angry in the beginning. I came, oh, this, this guy, I hate this. You know, I am bugging out. But I, listen, but I put God first in my interest. I put God. I changed my home group. My home group was Esperanza. And that's like a religious thing. That's like a, my home is just pronounced on Wednesdays. Uh, that was my home group. I served there. I see many people come through. Wednesdays, you know, that's a big deal. I changed my home group because my church had prayer meet on Wednesdays. I changed, I can have a home group on Tuesdays. So I made decisions that I put God first because check it out. Depending whatever you want to be blessed in, you got to be willing to put God first. Are you with me? So sometimes, I mean, some of you guys can be challenged. Some of you guys need a chance. Some of you need a chance. Some of you guys need a tan. I probably never tell you that. Some of you guys need some sun. Some of you guys, you look good from the waist up. You know, you put on shorts. You need some sun. Right? Okay, check it out. Don't get sun Sunday mornings. Do you hear what I said? Don't get sun. Don't let the devil play you out of God's blessing because it's summertime. Some of you guys can to be just Sunday mornings. Come to church. Don't let it be you that's getting played because it's nice out. Don't let it be you that's getting robbed from God's blessings because the, the, everybody's at the beach playing gongas out there. We got Albert playing gongas right here. All right? Okay. So are you with me? So we got to put God first in our interest. All right? Danny, no Mets games Sunday morning. All right? Okay. We're going to go, the R is for relationships, all right? Relationships. Relationships. Here's a big problem. Well, I don't know about you, but we all, we're created for relationships. If man, God said it's not good for man to be alone. God said that. So if you're single right now, you should be happy. We're created to be in relationships, right? Godly, Bible-based, Christ-centered relationships. Too many times we want to do relationships our way. And when you're not put God first in your relationship, you end up brokenhearted, you end up lied to, you end up used, you, you end up on the phone, I thought you loved me, right? When you don't do it God's way. If when you do it God's way, you have the blessings that come from God. You, I got a woman that prays for me. I got a woman that, that stands in the gap for me. I got a woman that respects me. I got a woman that loves God. I got a woman that's a prayer warrior. I did it God's way. When I didn't do it God's way, I got a little girl like this. But you want to fight? You want to fight? You want to fight? You know, trying to put me in jail. Hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You do it God's way. You got a woman of God. You got a man of God. Yeah, Pastor, i laughing because he got to hear. He had to go see me in jail. And I'm telling you the truth here. Listen, if you're single, if you're single, right? If you're single, that means if you're not in a relationship right now. If you want to be blessed, the Bible says, do not you be unequally yoked. What does righteousness and unrighteousness have in common? What does darkness and light have in common? Don't do it to yourself. Do it God's way. If you're in a relationship and they don't want to come to church, don't break the TV and make them come to church. Don't don't blackmail. You come to church and pray and you lead and you lead by example and you show the glory of God and they'll see something different in you and they'll come to church. Or they could be like my wife and they'll come to church to make sure the girls are not kicking it to you. All right? One of those two. All right? That was my wife's motivation to come to church. I want to go check, see these girls in the show. All right, come on down. <laughs> now she's singing on the worship team. Now she has a, a real relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Okay, so relationship. Now Luke 14, 25 to 27. Are you with me? Yes. All right. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus. And turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Right, you can stop right there. Verse 27 is good, but you can stop right there. Well, he says, if anyone who comes to me, so you come to church, you come to Jesus Christ, and you want to be his disciple, and you don't hate your... Now, let me make it real clear. I've got time. I'm going to run through this. God don't want you to hate nobody. God don't want you to hate... You know, please understand the scripture. God don't want you... But here's how it's supposed to look. It's supposed to look that your devotion and your commitment and your love for God is so real and so overwhelming... That it does not compare to nobody else's. That, that, that the people that, that, that are fighting for your church say, "Yo, wait! You love the church mother, you love me. You love God more than you love me. You know that they should see something like I'm devoted. When I, I saw, I stopped listening to Onyx. I stopped listening. My wife thought I was bugging when I started breaking my CDs in the name of G, I was bugging. I, I break Onyx. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Wu-Tang Clan. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And I, re- I rebuke DMS. I love you. You're my man. I'm praying. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You know. as when I. My wife saw seeing a change in me, right? She, ah, before, and she, she knew I was praying. I, I was, I'm praying, oh, I'm praying, I'm crying, right? And God, she saw that God became first in my relationships. She didn't want to go to church sometimes. I said, okay, you stay here with the devil. I'm going to church with God. <laughs> right? Right? Went, right? My, my son, I, my son don't want to come to church? Great. Let the, let, may the Lord, I pray the, I pray the prayer of Job on him. I'm, I don't, I'm gangster, Jesus Christ, God. Right? right? God, break him, put him in jail, shoot him, stab him, do whatever you got to do. Don't kill him. Just by his knees. Right? He, I, don't, I don't let my children dictate my relationship with God. Oh, I don't like the way Pastor Gus treats me. I don't care what you like. Pastor Gus is just like that. Don't worry about it. you can learn to love him. All right? So, whatever it is. Right? Yeah. I'm telling yeah, some of you guys laughing. Yeah. We love. Listen, we call, we love Pastor Gus, just the way he is, right? Praise the Lord. All right, praise the Lord. All right, I gotta go. I gotta go. I wanna pre- can I preach? I wanna preach again. Listen, all right, Relationship. All right. Listen, but if you learn to put God first in the relationships, man, you'll be blessed. When me and my wife, we, listen, I see I see Claudio, I, John Sinek, put God. You know John Sinek, Can I share? All right, John Sinek fuck it up. John Senick said, I need a wife. I need a wife. Huh? I need a wife. I need a wife. Huh. I need a wife. I said, yo, dude. I said God got a wife for you. I said God got a wife. He goes, no, 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 no. Huh. I said, no, relax, chill out. God got a wife for you. He started praying. He started praying. He started crying, weeping before the Lord. He started fasting. Now he got a he got a wife. She she's, she's backing him up in ministry. They they were doing Coney Island. How's it Recovery That's Island over the summer. They were doing a Bible study in their house. She's encouraging him to memorize scripture. She said, I'm God called to be a pastor. He got a wife that God has for him. He, he did it God's way. He stopped doing it like this. Are you with me? All right. We gotta go. Situation. That's just for situations. Situations. All right. That's just for situations. Are you with me? Your scripture says this. First Corinthians 10 31. So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do. Somebody say, whatever you do. whatever you do. Listen, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Now, I'm going to share some stuff that's, that's hard now, right? You, Christians, you got some, we call them Christoholics. Christaholics. Christahol, I call them Christaholics. Where they love God, and they love Jesus, and they love God when everything is going good. When they got goosebumps and the bank account is a little bit there and the bills are paid, but when they go through drama, and this is and there's a the problem. Here's a problem. And, and listen, I love you. All right, I'm just not, I'm, I'm, I'm a church planter. I'm a rough guy. Pastor I has a nicer way to say this. Okay, I don't. Thank you. Check it out. Right. When you go through drama. When you go through storms, when the devil attacks your home, when the devil attacks your body, when the devil attacks your kids, when the devil attacks your marriage, when you go through stuff, when you're in the midst of a situation, the real you stands up. People don't like, listen, when you're going through the fire, when you're going through the storm, when nobody's there to cheerlead you, when nobody picks up the phone, when the devil's coming against you, when you're you're thinking, man, God, I've been, how long, God, do I have to wait? How long do I have to be through this? How long? When you're going through the fire, what's inside of you will come out without your permission. Without your permission. So when you're going through situations, we got to put God first. When you go through the storm, when you go through the drama, when you go through the fire, when, you, when all hell seems like it's coming against you, you gotta learn to put God first. There's a literature, there's some literature in recovery that's very powerful. I think a Christian added that to our literature, right? And it says this: it says there's times when you're gonna find God, and God's gonna be wonderful, and everything's gonna be great, and you're gonna experience God's touch from above. And then it says this: then something happens, right? And then something happens, and you, and it feels like you've been kicked in the stomach, a death of a loved one, a loss of a job, a breakup, some, some, somebody unjustly something unjustly done. Then something happens, and then you wonder, you sang about him, you sang about him. Oh, Jesus, Lord, I never let you go, but you're in the, you're in your, you're in your house wondering, is God real? Are you really there? Can you hear me? Do you see the pain in my heart? Why did you let this happen? Then something happens. And every Christian gotta go to the dark days of his soul. Every Christian gotta go to the fire. Even Paul said that before you can be used for ministry, you must be tested. You must be. That's why people say well, I can sing better than huh? I can, You should let me sing. Let me. Let me. I got. Now I can hear keys. You haven't. Well, yeah, but you haven't been tested. I got guys. I got guys that yo, pastor, I got your back. I know you're doing this thing. I got your back, yo. You know they, they're going. Yeah, all the way to the dead, to the wheels fall off. You haven't been tested, Bobby. You know some guys, you know they talk. They talk. They talk like Paul, but sometimes they live like Judas. Huh? All right, I gotta go. I know I gotta go. Okay, listen. Pastor, Pastor's gonna tackle me. All right. All right. All right. So check it out. No matter the situation you in, listen. Instead of asking yourself why is this happening to me, ask yourself what is God trying to show me. All right, when you're in a situation, there's two types of storms. There's two types of storms. The first storm is a storm of perfection. All right? When, when Jesus saw the disciples to go across, they were obeying him, and they were finding a storm, and he was perfecting them. The second storm is a storm of correction. Like Jonah, God said to go this way. Jonah goes another way, and God put him in a storm to correct him. All right? But when you're going through a situation, when you're going through a storm, ask yourself, what am I supposed to learn here? What do you want me to learn? Are you with me? Okay. The T is for theology. Theology. This is where many people get caught up. Theology. Theology. All right? The study of religious faith or the study of God. That's theology. All right? Now I want to share some things with you and then we're going to go. Uh, my time is surely coming to a close. Here's where we have a big problem, right? Usually, and everybody got to fight with this. I got to fight with this. Pastor Gus got to deal with this. Pastor Edwin, my wife. Everybody has to deal with this situation, right? We cannot be a people. Listen to me, beloved. We cannot be a people where we let our morality dictate our theology. Listen to what I'm saying to you. Don't be a person that, depending on how you live, you make God to be like that. Don't make the God of your convenience. Don't serve the God of your own creation. Don't have the God of your misunderstanding. All right? Many people listen. I battle with this. Everybody battles with this. But we, this is when I when I got a hold of the Bible, I was taught. Listen to me, very important. I was taught when you're reading the Word of God, Raymond. I wasn't a pastor. I had a lot of questions. I had a lot of old ideas. I came to the church with a lot of not. Nah, I was in jail. I read a lot of books. I come from. I practiced many faiths, New Age movement, a lot of things. I come from a. So when I came to the church, I had a lot of issues with the Bible. I had a lot of. I didn't like this. I didn't like that. I, I had a lot of stuff. I learned. I learned. listen, listen, when you read. In the Bible. This is not any other book. This is the Word of God. In, in your scripture, it is inspired. It is God-breathed. God, God wrote this through man, through man's personality. He, wrote, but God, This is from God. When you're reading the Bible and you disagree with it, who's wrong? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I cannot allow my morality to... To dictate my theology. Listen to me, very important. We got to allow, we are, if you, now listen to me. We got too many Christians who say they believe in something and they don't got no scripture to back it up. It shouldn't be like that. Uh, we teach here, I teach, Pastor doesn't teach. If you, if you don't believe, if you think smoking is a sin, back it up with scripture. If you think drinking is a sin, back it up with scripture. If you say homosexuality is a sin, back it up with scripture. If you, if you believe abortion is a sin, Back it up with scripture. It, it, listen, you, we, need, we got too many Christians that are saying, oh, I believe that's a sin. But you believe it's a sin because he believes it's a sin. You didn't read the Bible and get an understanding for yourself. We need more people that go to the word of God and rightly divide the word of truth. We got too many Christians saying, well, I don't believe in that. We got protesting this, protesting that, protesting this, and they don't even know why they don't believe in it. Now, a lot of things I said are sins. But we got lot of God's word to be the basis of our doctrine of our theology are you with me alright right. what does that mean to me? What, let me let me give you a couple examples simple stuff I believe in the virgin birth can't be proven what are you going to do it's faith either you got faith or you don't I believe in the virgin birth I believe in the inerrancy of scripture that the bible is God's word that, that you can find all types of stuff because of your lack of understanding, but it's God's Word. It's got 66 books, 1,400 years to put it together, over 40 different human authors, three continents apart, three generations you know, generations apart, three different languages, and it doesn't, it doesn't contradict itself nowhere. It talks about sex, it talks about marriage, it talks about politics, it talks about parenting, it talks about everything you can imagine, and not once does it contradict itself. This is the Word of God. I believe in the triunity of God, the trinity, even though you never find the word trinity in the Bible, the Godhead. I believe there's one God, three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They're equally, they're, they're, you understand what I'm saying? I, there's certain things that I believe in because the Bible says it. You can ask me, people ask me, yeah, but tell me about the dinosaurs, tell me about the asteroids." I don't know about the dinosaurs. Pastor Edwin can tell you about the dinosaurs. I don't know about that. <laughs> Claudia can tell you. Oh, I, listen, I tell you, you know, there's some things I'm not, I'm not even interested in. Yeah, but you're a pastor. But I'm not doing the homework for you. Go talk to him. He'll guide you. All right? So, but what I'm saying here is that we got to let the word of God. The word of God dictates to us our theology. Listen, too many people, they believe what Oprah believes. Yeah, yeah. Some people, some, people, still, some people, even in the church, not here, but across the street, the church across the street, they're still, they're, they're still getting their palms read. You know, they're still looking for the fortune cookies to play the lotto. You know, I don't know, Cleo's in jail, but they're calling someone else. You know what I mean? But you you got, you got, we got the word of God to to guide you in what you do. It's the Bible. Now, now here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to call, listen to me, beloved. I gave my life to the Lord when I had five, 16 years ago. As we came on, 16 years ago. For 16 years, I've been living out this sermon. I've been getting better, and some days, you know, I've been getting better and better and better and better and better. I've been moving forward. And my life has never been more blessed. I'm not perfect. You guys know me. I'm not, but I, I've never had life like this. I come from nowhere. I come from down under. And it's never been this good. So I want to let you know that if you're able to learn these simple little 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 little, little truths, putting God first, your way doesn't work. God's way does. People say this, and I'm gonna close, and we're gonna you could come to I'm gonna close, right? People say this, check it out. Marriage doesn't come with instructions. Kids don't come with instructions. My life, they come with instructions. This, don't come with instructions. You know what the Bible stands for? You know what the Bible stands for? Basic instructions before leaving earth. There's instructions in the Bible there's instruction if you just sit down and spend time in prayer and read the Bible and receive God's guidance from the word of God and surrender your life to him and put him first if you just give yourself to the Lord if you say listen God I've done it my way for this long I've done it this way for this long but I want I want the abundant life I want to understand what is it, the joy of the Lord I want the peace that surpasses all understanding I want the spirit of the living God in me that no weapon formed against me shall prosper I want to have the marriage that nothing can put us under I don't know if you understand what I'm saying to you. But if you put God first, the life you've been claiming and looking for is only found in Christ. It's found in Christ, beloved. Amen? Bow your heads with me as they sing the song. Amen?